With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Good morning to you. Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio with TJ Spinsada. I'm Doug Gottlieb. Happy Labor Day to you. Summer, it's over. It's over. You're going to wake up tomorrow and be like, summer's over. Summer may have already been over, like, in reality, because of, uh, you know, school being back in, college football games being played and whatever, but I don't know. Labor Day is the unofficial end of summer. So, TJ, you you cooking out today? You grilling? What are you you doing today? I might get in the backyard and... uh... Grill a little bit, throw some little steaks on there, some some chicken. Well, I mean, do you have the ability to go just dial up some steaks, like just like snap your fingers and suddenly steaks? This feels like something that you may have wanted to prepare for. Granted, we're do we're done here at at nine on the west, so there is still time to run by and get some meats. But if you you go into a meat shop or you go into a a supermarket today, the pickings aren't slim. Like, there's a lot of philosophies with it, right? So on some level, you go no, like, I got, I got some steaks at the crib. Oh, you do? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, okay. I got some steaks ready to go. What's now. What's the cut of steak that you like to let that you get down with? Ribeye. That, that's probably. And I'm not a big steak. Well, I eat steak more now than I ever have, but yeah. Um, ribeye. I used to. I used to. <laughs> you know, growing up, how I grew up. You know, we used to get our steak. That thing, well done. Yes. So when I first got in the league, I'd go to a steakhouse. And I never forget. I used to go in there, and be like, "How you want your steak?" I'm like, "Burn it." <laughs> I'm like, "Burn it." And so, I, I I don't I don't say that anymore. You know, I'm a little little different now. But initially, it was like, man, if I see any blood, any pink in my steak, I don't want it. And so, uh, I evolved. I have evolved in that uh, aspect of my steak eating. Um, all right. So, do you have it? Do you have any special 
steak cook grilling technique? Nah, nah, nah. Nothing special. Nothing special, man. I just season it up and uh, get the pit ready to go and, and throw them on there like five, four minutes each side. I'm ready to go. Well, so you on- do have a system. You got a whole system there. I, I heard a pit. That sounds like a glorious, some sort of, there's got to be. Yeah, but I, I'm not, I'm not a guy that like, people that know me, I'm not barbecuing like that, man. I'm, I, I'm really not. I'm like. I really look forward to watching this Clemson game. That, that's what I look forward to today. Outside of that, yeah, it's, uh, it's, Clemson's a perfect example. This is an interesting one, right? They got a four by their name in terms of their ranking, but they're coming off a year in which they weren't nearly what we've come to expect. I'm gonna give you two Clemson. letters, okay? DJ. If DJ can play, uh, they'll be fine. If not, we might see a, a Trevor Lawrence Kelly Bryant situation here. I guess that's my question. Can he play? I mean, physically, he has all the talent in the world. He's big. He can run. He has a great, not a good arm, a great arm. It's can he throw with anticipation and can he be accurate? If he can be those things, they'll be fine. If not, K. Klubnik is going to Trevor Lawrence. It's really amazing because DJ was so good when he filled in for Trevor Lawrence the year before. Remember that incredible game against Notre Dame? Yeah. 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 But then he got his own team and it was a different story. I I don't know what happened, but I'm sure he feels that guy behind him walking down that alley in the dark night. You turn around, you be like, oh. That's Kay Kublik. Like, if he does not play the way he's supposed to play, I can I can really see that happening. And, you know, DJ was one of the top two or three recruits in the country, not just quarterbacks. I'm talking about overall players. And so I'm sure for Dabble it wouldn't be easy to bench him, but I, I can really see that taking place if Clemson football is not Clemson football that we're used to seeing. They're, they're going to put the blame on the quarterback, and, and I'm sure – K. Klubnik will get his opportunity, but if DJ is the player he's supposed to be, he'll rise to the occasion, and this will just be all talk. Um, it, I mean, the Clemson thing is going to be fascinating because if you if you woke up last year and you would have seen what they were doing, you know, woke up from a coma, you're like, this is not Clemson. And yet then this year we just, okay, back to Clemson being a top five team preseason when nothing they did last year would. It's because the- of the recruiting class, Doug. When, when you get the best players, you're supposed to be good. You get the best p- – Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, USC, Ohio State. Those schools get the best players. Texas, you're supposed to be good. If you aren't good, that's a lack of development from your coaches. You get the best players, man. You have no choice but to be good. Clemson wasn't good last year. And so you just blame one person, the quarterback, or to me it's overall lack of development. When like you look at Alabama, Nick Saban, when I tell you he does such a great job of developing players because those offensive linemen who are dominant in college, what they come in the NFL and do? What what they, come, what they coming in? If, I mean, I don't. Well, it, 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 it depends. I mean, like they're Alex, okay. They're okay, yeah, right? They're okay, but in college, they're dominant. 
Nobody gets – watch Alabama play. Man, that quarterback sitting back there like it's 7-on-7. Seven seven. Watch him play. Bryce Young back there like it's 7-on-7. Seven seven. Tua, it's 7-on-7. Seven seven. Mac Jones, it's 7-on-7. Seven seven. Them dudes get to the league. Alex Leatherwood, first-round pick, we got to release you. Nick Saban does a great job developing kids in college. And so – these schools like Clemson and the ones I just named, Ohio State, USC, LSU, they get the best players. You should win. And when you have a down year, it better be just that, a down year, not two. TJ, um, like, look, the, the, the succession of events that led to last night to Florida State beating LSU, right? And for people who didn't, didn't watch – um, LSU finally got a stop, right? They finally scored some points, get a stop, and all of a sudden they, they muff a, the second punt, second punt of the night, they, they muff. Florida State's literally going in to score. The game is over. You know, they're, they're, uh, Brian Kelly's, you know, they're like, should, should Brian Kelly let them score? It's their only chance to win. They're discussing strategy and when do you call timeouts and when do you just let them score? Florida State fumbles literally at like the, the, the one yard line. Game is over. LSU comes storming back. They end up going out of bounds with one second to go, which was, you went up in terms of stoppages, right? It was if he got out of bounds, the clock automatically stopped. Instead, it was a first down. So they gave him one untimed down from like the three yard line or whatever. But it was it was a like a 10 minute delay. So LSU had the play call. LSU scores a touchdown. You're like, oh, this thing's going overtime. They line up to kick the extra point after all this. You know, they're, they're getting blown out for a while. All this to come back and tie the game. And the extra point is blocked. If that's not college football, I don't know what is. Man, if I'm in that LSU locker room, alumni, fan, <laughs> I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Like, I I was, I ain't going to lie. I was mad watching the game. Like, what? I was looking forward to overtime. Like, yeah, it's a good game. I'm looking forward to this. It's the little things, Doug. Like, you overlook the little things, and they become big problems eventually. And I said this earlier, you got to protect the inside. You're on punt team, protect the inside. You're on field goal team, protect the inside. They didn't protect the inside. They gave up the inside. You give up the inside. That's the shortest distance to the kick being blocked. And that's what happens. But you give Florida State some credit. Dude timed it perfectly. He timed the snap perfectly. He went airborne so that you couldn't get a hand on him. And he blocked it. LSU shouldn't have been in that situation to begin with because, in essence, it was a home game. You're starting a quarterback that's had some success, albeit in the Pac-12, and he couldn't move the ball effectively through the air. It was all on the ground. LSU defense couldn't get a stop, like you said, until the end. Their best player on offense, Kayshawn Booty, did not get a touch until the fourth quarter. The good thing about sports, that game yesterday is over. Each week is independent. Uh, let's be better. Let's make adjustments. Let's correct our mistakes because we can't do that again because what we just talked about the last – LSU has really good players. It doesn't hurt. Mason Mason Smith, I believe that's his last name. He, he's their best defensive lineman. 
He's excited for his teammate making a play. He jumps up, celebrates. I believe he tore his ACL. I don't know. But when you do that, he's their best defensive lineman. He goes out, it's a little easier for Florida State. But when you're LSU, you you should have that type of depth to where it doesn't affect you that way. LSU has a lot of good players. They got to play that way. Can you believe he got hurt celebrating? Like that's one of the, that's like the last time I've heard of that was Martin Grammatica. Was it uh, Martin Grammatica? Yeah, Martin Martin Grammatica Martin, for Gramatica, the Bucks. Martin Gramatica. Yeah, didn't he like? Didn't he tear both ACLs celebrating? Patellas and all. Yeah, I think he blew his knee out. But I, I it might have even been both. It just sucks, man, because it was such a good game, and that that kid he he's friends with my daughters, and he was so excited about that game. They're telling me, like, yeah, Mason, he can't wait to play. He's so excited. He's such a good dude, yada, yada, yada. And for that to happen is so unfortunate because you work the entire offseason. I mean, it's just. For this moment, and you get hurt the first game, and now you got to mentally, I'm hurt. I'm hurt now. There's nothing I can do. I got to attack this rehab. I got to attack it because now I got to get excited again for next year, and we haven't even finished this year. I mean, think, think about that. Okay, so here's the play. If you, you haven't seen it, we'll put it out on, on social media. At Gottlieb Show is my Twitter handle. Of course, we'll put it on the Dan Patrick Show uh, on social media. So he's just, there's just a tackle, and he's just kind of, he just jumps up to kind of celebrate and kind of kicks out his legs like, like a woo sort of deal. And his left knee kind of lands awkwardly on the turf. And he, it, it, yeah, it looked like that's what it looked like happened. I, again, neither of us are, he has to undergo an MRI. But that's not in the all-time bad luck celebration. It's just that's, unfortunate, man. I mean, he was cheering on his teammate, and, <laughs> and it wasn't like it, like it wasn't like he was doing a sack dance, right? It wasn't like he was doing there was there was there was no. It was a very organic, not even celebration, just almost like a fist pump. Only he jumped up in the air, and 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 landed. Um, I'm not sure which was more a stronger purple, the LSU purple or the purple in Brian Kelly's face, though. Like, man, when that when it's it's good to have Brian. Brian Kelly was calm his past couple years at Notre Dame uh, early on. This was like early Notre Dame Brian Kelly in terms of the, the peak level of of his expressions in his face. All right. Uh, we'll get to we'll, we'll get to. The, uh, the the a couple other side stories from this weekend in a second. But this was the radio call. Okay, so remember, Florida State is going to win the game. Game is over. They're at the one-yard line, two-yard line. They fumble. Hey, then it looked like they were going to get a stop. LSU comes marching, marching all the way back, scores with no time on the clock, one untimed down. Line up for the extra point. Here's the Florida State call. Boy, to snap, ram with the hole to send it to. Free football, snap, spot, I mean, it, was, it was nuts. Here's the LSU radio call. The all-important point after in a 24-23 ball game. Here's the snap. Placement down. Kick on the way, and it is blocked, and it hits the crossbar. No good. And Florida State going to survive this one 24-23. to it, it did feel like the Florida State, Florida State announcers was just like, uh, here comes the extra point, free football coming. Whereas the LSU broadcast was like, you know, it's the all-important extra point. 
Let's let's like it was a a much more kind of refined classic call of the spot down kick up. It's blocked and it hits the upright. No good. It it the Florida State guys felt like they kind of pooed it, only to see it blocked. Hey, I wonder when will a coach one you know in that situation they going balls to the wall all out the block Go for that. two. No, just oh, run a it? fake. Just fake it. Yeah. They're, they're all Nobody going, fakes it anymore. They scared. They scared of the consequences and the replay. Nobody fakes I, it anymore. You know in that situation they're going all out. But I mean, you got to block that up. As much practice as you put into this, you must do the little things. You got to block that up. And it has to be a checkpoint of each other. You turn to the guy to the left or right, you don't give up the inside. Just, just reinforce that. Don't give the inside. Everybody step down. If we step down, we're good. Step down, get a hand. Just get a hand on a guy running around you. Don't block the guy. Get a hand on him. Step down, get a hand on the guy running around. That's what we were taught. Step down, get a – and I was never on it, but I was a returner, so I had to sit in the meetings. And so you just – you hear all this and you learn it. It sucks. It's a lesson learned. I guarantee – the player that it happened to, it won't happen again. It, it sucks that it had to happen in that situation. It won't happen again. And, and that player actually had a pretty good game. And so, you know, it is what it is. All right, uh, coming up next, the guy who actually has done it is Mark Slareth. He's also won three Super Bowls as uh, as part of the uh, Washington, what are the commanders now, back when they the Redskins, and, of course, the, the Denver Broncos. He's a uh, Fox NFL analyst. We'll, we'll get his take on, on hey, it's just easy. Just step down. Just step down, put a hand on somebody. Plus, this weekend slate in the NFL. Next on the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't I mean, even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Doug Gottlieb, T.J. Hushmanzad, in for Dan Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. T.J., we're old enough to remember when this was on uh, in uh, roller skate parties. Man. This is a good roller skate party song. Man, you know what's crazy, Doug? I've never put on what a pair of skates, man. I can't skate at all. I can't skate either. I was too busy doing other things, man. I wasn't skating. I'm I'm literally the only white kid ever grew up in Orange County can't skateboard. Everybody can skate, man. I can't like, skateboard. It, it's I, a, I haven't. I haven't. Listen, this is. And, I mean, and I can. It, I can get on a skateboard and. Oh, I can't. You know, not fall, but. Yeah, that's about mm. it. That's about the extent of it. That's about the extent of it. For 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 me, it's, what's interesting. So you know, uh, my you know my son. So. Hayes is he wants to be a hooper and a football player or whatever. And so he used to he used to skateboard some. And we'd always tease him like, yo, man, hoopers don't skateboard. 
And he's like, and he said, well, well, Clay Thompson skateboards is like, well, look, he's like the exception to the rule. Most, most hoopers don't skateboard. You don't have time. Plus you can get hurt. It's like, ah, he, he, I, he literally said my, my bones, my bones don't break. They, 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 they don't break. So one of his close friends broke his wrist, like really nasty compound fracture of his wrist skateboarding over the weekend. Now, Thankfully, he's going to be okay, but he's got to have like two surgeries now, whatever. And I just turned to him when we heard the story. I was like, he, I was, he's like, don't say it. I was like, I told you hoopers don't skateboard, man. That doesn't, they, they, you, don't, you don't break your compound fracture of your arm when you're playing basketball. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I can't skateboard at all. And now roller skate, I couldn't roller skate either, but I could like stand up and go around the rink and, you know, hang out the roller rink party. Nah, roller skating. Oh, I could stand up and I could just let it roll but nah i i can't do that either man i not me i i this is something i've never really done and i know like a lot of my buddies man they used to always go roller skating and i'd be like i'll meet y'all there i'm not gonna roller skate i'll do what i gotta do and then i'll meet y'all there later on do you remember the um the roller blade phenomenon yeah i do i do remember that when that kind of Got really popular. I yeah, do. it was, it was re- really big. So uh, this, is a, this is a true story. So I'm getting ready to go to Oklahoma State. So I spent a year. I went to Notre Dame for a year. I went to uh, Golden West College in Huntington Beach, which I know you train at. You got you train some guys guys there at their football field, right? Um, and so, uh, I but I didn't play. And I just I practiced with the team. I would help coach the team uh, in the games. It was one of my old high school coaches, a guy named Tom McCluskey. And then, so I'm getting ready to go to Oklahoma State and, you know, Oklahoma, I'm like, well, it's flat, you know, and I don't remember if I didn't have a bike or what it was. I was like, maybe I'll just rollerblade to school, right? Maybe that'd be cool. I'd rollerblade to school. And again, at the time, rollerblading was kind of cool. Like you could do it, you get away with it. It's not bad. Like it was a, it was, it was, it wasn't really that well thought out, this whole idea of rollerblade. Cause then you would have had to bring your shoes with you. Right. And then you had these big clunky roller. But I remember, and I one time I was I'd rollerblade to like twenty four hour fitness to work out, and those things I don't you can't really stop on them, and I remember like I was going down a hill and I literally sat down on the ground, scratched up my whole backside, on like my initial ride of my rollerblades. I never rolled it, wore them ever again, ever. Not once. I never put them on, so I, I can relate to you. <laughs> Mark Slayer joins us. Three-time Super Bowl champion, NFL analyst in Fox. I want to get to the NFL in a second, the game you're covering this weekend. But um, TJ was explaining that LSU not blocking an extra point. It's just a simple, what is it, how, TJ, what's the rule? Just block down? Just, hey, Mark, but, you, you, you've been on field goal block. Don't give up yeah, the inside, yeah. correct? It's never correct. You never give up the inside. You know, one of the things they always make you do too, and this is just just such a football thing, right? They they say always protect your inside gap with the side of your head, right? Put your jam your head in there, let the guy run over and try to break your neck, and then stick your leg, the opposite leg, out so that you create this big old, you know, so they got to jump to run over around a leg you. Somebody's got to yeah. yeah. Somebody's got to, and it's just like a complete and total give your body up for the team. PAT field goal block. There's so many more rules. You know, you used to have the, the wedge, you know, where one guy would get behind another guy and shove him through that gap, and you're like, really? This is this is my this is my reward for scoring a touchdown. I got to go get my bait brain. See, Mark, you're you're, you're talking you're talking that old school football where you throw your head here because you know you're going to give your body. They can't even do that any longer. They don't. Play, <laughs> they're not even allowed to do that. Step inside. Let's go play overtime. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. That's the way it works. Unbelievable. Mm. Um, all right, let, let's let's get to the National Football League. Um, look, you played with you played with one of the all time greats in a John Elway, and and of course you were there when it was his last game, right? So, can can you imagine what it would have been like had Elway taken eleven days away from training camp in the middle of camp? Oh yeah. Well, listen, man. We had yeah. I can. Elway left training camp to go recruit Zimmerman to come back and play uh, left tackle for us uh, in. Uh, in 1997 in our first Super Bowl run because Zimmerman was up in Sturgis. So we left camp for three or four days to go try to recruit Zimmerman to, to come back and play tackle for us. So, yeah, I mean, that, stuff like that happens. You know, it's not – it's not. I mean, 11 days is, is a bit extreme, but he's Tom freaking Brady. And, I, and I'll tell you this, like, you walk into that organization, even the, the first year – I probably did five Tampa games the first year he was in Tampa – and I'm telling you, all those dudes, and this is what happens when you get a goat like that that walks in and holds himself more accountable than he holds anybody else, and he holds everybody accountable. But it, guys like Mike Evans and guys like Chris Godwin and guys like Ali Marpet and guys like Ryan Jensen are like, dude, we thought. Like, we thought we were grinding. We thought we were working hard. We thought we had attention to detail. We thought we were prepared. We thought. <laughs> They're like, oh, this is, a ne- this is like a completely different level of football with him in there. So the respect factor is so high for a guy like that and what he brings to your organization. Obviously, they won that championship at home his first year in Tampa. Um, like, like that, that is so high. I look at guys like that. Like, I didn't have any issue with Elway leaving for three or four days to run up to Sturges and ride motorcycles with him and recruit him back. So it happens. Um, is it ideal? Probably not. But he's Tom freaking Brady. I'll give him a break. I, I get what you're saying about Elway going to recruit a player to make your team better. But mm-hmm. what Brady did had nothing to do with making the team better going to get a player. I get it. He's Tom Brady. But when if you're in that locker room, you say, okay, yeah, like everybody else, it's Tom Brady. What if this season starts off – the way they don't expect it to. Is he still, oh, it's okay because he's Tom Brady? <laughs> well, hey, listen, you know winning cures everything that ails you. And so if if he's playing great and offensively they're producing, um, you know, they've got some issues. You know, it's more than Tom Brady. Like, I know that'll be the narrative, TJ. You know that, you know, guys will, or people in the media and, and, and just even people just around will scrutinize Tom Brady for leaving. And I get that. But – you lost your starting center. I don't know how long Ryan Jensen's going to be out. Ali Marpet retired. You lost your other guard. Uh, you know, you lost your other guard. Went to Tampa or went to Cincinnati as a free agent, and then the replacement, Aaron Steiny, who played a lot last year during injuries for for either of the inside three guys, he tore his ACL in training camp. So, um, one thing I one thing I've known about Brady, or we know about Brady, I always say he's one of the best scramblers in football that never actually leaves the pocket. He just has this pocket manipulation, his ability to move side to side, his understanding of of pressure and being able to deliver downfield. Um, he's going to have to make up for that by getting rid of the ball quickly. And one thing we know, uh, the two Super Bowls he lost to the New York Giants was inside pressure. It's people being in your face. That's, that's you know, you want to be able to step up, especially when you can't escape the pocket because, 
you know, from an athletic standpoint, you're challenged when it comes to scrambling around. So, yeah, that'll be the that'll be the narrative. But uh, they've got some serious issues up front, and it'll be interesting to see exactly how they deal with those issues and um, and how well they play up front. But yeah, you know, I mean, if it goes if it goes south, it always opens yourself up. You, you open yourself up. Uh, to you know, to all that scrutiny and people talking about it, and you know that'll be the narrative that that comes out of that. But I still think, for the most part, what he's accomplished over the course of his career, and just knowing, I mean, it's almost it's almost like reverence uh, inside that locker room how they feel about Tom Brady and what he brought to the organization. I I, I, I tend to feel like they'll be okay. Like they're not going to hold that against him. Um, Stink, you mentioned up front. What about the Cowboys up front? Ironically, they play the Tampa Buccaneers. You know that they're, they're going to sign Jason Peters. They got Tyler Smith, but they, they, you know that that offensive line, which has when when the line's been good, the Cowboys have been good. Now there's a lot of question marks. What do you think about what the Pokes are throwing out there? Yeah, I mean that comes down for me. I mean, obviously Jason Peters, forty years old, and that guy's one of the supremely gifted, you know, future Hall of Famer, one of the great athletes I've ever watched play the position, but. Um, you know, I mean, age catch eventually, other than Tom Brady, catches us all, apparently. But um, we'll see how they are. You know, I always get down to – I always get down to when you have issues up front, um, then it comes down to how does your quarterback play, how quickly can he deliver the football, how good is he from an anticipatory standpoint, and then how good is your coaching staff. And um, that would be that would be my big question – how much pressure does your coaching staff take off your guys up front? How easy do they make that for those guys? And a big part of my belief is that, you know, if you're going to throw it 35 times a game, you got to you got to whittle it down. you got to take – and this is – like as I travel around the league consulting for a couple of different teams, I always talk to guys about – and coaches about taking the passive out of pass protection. How do we allow our guys to be the aggressors? And I think that's a like I think that's a big, really important part of of pass protection and having success as a uh, as an organization. So that's a that's a big part of it for me. We'll see how they do. Season kicks off this Thursday. Is this the year that the Buffalo Bills uh, get over the hump, win a Super Bowl, Josh Allen MVP, or will it be? Somewhat more the same. Have a good season. Do well on offense. Uh, kind of more the same. Yeah, I, you know, I think they're. I think they are an outstanding football team. There's no question about that. You know as well as I do. I mean, some of it comes down to health toward the end of the season. How you're playing toward the end of the season. Uh, Josh Allen obviously is exceptional, as you guys know, and uh, he's a ton of fun to watch. But. Uh, you know, it's. I mean, I still think you know a lot of people writing off the Kansas City Chiefs um, simply because they lost Tyreek Hill, and obviously Tyreek Hill is a, a dynamic player. There's no question about that. Maybe the most dynamic player in football. But I always kind of look at it like they're like those guys. Like to me, Andy Reid, he's talked about being re-energized. Does it does it get you to the point where? you become more balanced. You don't worry about, uh, you know, about how many times we're going to get the ball in Tyreek's hands. Uh, will we run the ball with more efficiency or at least um, with more kind of authority, with, with more of a plan? Like I always looked at that 
Tampa Bay Super Bowl that they lost, and I thought to myself, that's just kind of football hubris, if you will, when you're getting seven, eight yards of carry, and you run it nine times in the course of a game, and Patrick Mahomes is running around for his life with a bunch of backup offensive linemen. Like, that to me is just silly. So does this create an opportunity to be more balanced? Like, if I was going to bet the field, I, you know, do I get the Bills or the field? I'd take the field. Uh, the rest of the teams in the AFC um, more than I would take the Bills, although I think, you know, obviously they're a favorite. Stink, uh, you have, uh, what, Eagles taking on the Lions. I think uh-huh. I, I think everyone who concludes that the Eagles have a really good roster, the question is Jalen Hurts, and can he, you know, can, can, can he take the next step, right, instead of just being a facilitator? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, watching watching some of their preseason stuff, uh, kind of prepping this game, they are, uh, roster-wise, man, they are loaded. I mean, I think defensive line, offensive line, they can dominate both lines of scrimmage. I think you look at the receiving core that they have um, with speed, route running, and just size and and, uh, and um, just overall, just just overall talent on the receiving core. I think Dallas Goddard, excuse me, is is one of I mean one of the best all around tight ends in football um, that nobody really ever talks about when you're having those tight end conversations. Uh, two corners that are sounding you know, like they were 31st in the league in sacks last year. They should bounce that up simply because they got two corners that can flat cover now. Um, I, I think they're a really good team. Obviously, Jalen Hurts. This will be the first time in his career, I believe, that he's been in the same, you know, same offense for two years in a row without a new offensive coordinator, without new, uh, you know, terminology and all that stuff. So I, I guess we're fixing to see what he can do. I know one thing: when they run the ball well, which they were the lead, the league, uh, they led the league last year, 159 yards a game. When they run the ball well. And they set up their play action stuff. Jalen Hurts, like there's no, there's nothing wrong with his abilities in in those situations. But like a lot of young quarterbacks, it comes down to you know when you have to play the drop back game. How well do you anticipate? Are you a sight thrower versus an anticipatory thrower? Like all those things come into to to come kind of come into the the forefront. And the other thing is like how well do you how well do you layer throws and zone coverage and, and those things from the pocket? And those are the things that he has to be better at. Um and I, I happen to think he will be. I happen to think that uh that they're a, an incredibly talented team. So, you know, I think they're gonna lean on their run game, lean on all that stuff, but um but I do think he'll improve. How much is is the big question and you know we're gonna we're fixing to find out. All right, uh, you'll hear Stink along with Adam Amin and Christina Pink on the call. It's 1 o'clock Eastern time. Eagles taking on the Detroit Lions. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion. And, of course, uh, we follow him online. He got Man uh, Man 101, in which he teaches men how to be men. Stink, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy your day. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Be good. All right. Uh, Devontae Adams says he wants to be remembered as a legend. We'll get to that next on the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments, where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. 
And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. 
Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb and TJ Schmanzada in for Dan Dennett's Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're getting ready for a great and relaxing Labor Day. Clemson taking on Georgia Tech later on today. That should be fun to watch. And then we got a couple, three more sleeps. Then you got the National Football League. Um, TJ, you were a two-time Pro Bowler. Devontae Adams, by some people's estimation, best in the game. He said this, the newest member of the Raiders, at this point, my motivation is my kids, my family, my legacy, stuff like that. He told the Las Vegas Review-Journal, I want a uniform feeling that uh, Devontae Adams is ultimately wanting to be a legend or going to be a legend. Or when they look back at it, he was a legend. So, so that's what I'm looking, looking about doing. And you got to win a lot to do that. And you got to be out there and stack pr- a pretty decent resume. So I'm still going. Uh, I think Devontae Adams is awesome. I don't think he's going to be a legend per se, but uh, who, who am I to foresee what the future will be? Is Devontae Adams the best wide receiver in football? Oh, yeah, yeah, he is. That That's an easy answer to that question. Now, let me ask you this. If he's a Hall of Famer, would he become a legend in your eyes? Yeah. I, I think, though, the status that he's looking for is the the Jerry Rice discussion, right? So he's trying to get to the Jerry Rice, T.O. Moss, that. Yes. I don't. Yes. Yes. Uh, is T.O. T. Is T. O. In, that, in that Jerry Rice and Moss discussion? To me, he is. Okay. Well, you, you played it, so I'm, I'm not going to challenge that. I mean, T.O. Man, the fact that T.O. wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer, everybody, they shouldn't even be allowed to vote anymore. I mean, it's come on, man. That, come on, man. T.O. probably could still play. T.O. probably should have retired like four years ago, three years ago. That's how, like, T.O. is just, he's different, man. Like, T.O. can really play football. Yes, he T.O. is a legend when you talk to wide receiver position. Now, Devontae Adams, his first three years, didn't do much, kind of got on the scene his fourth year. And I would say the last two years he's been the best receiver uh, the year before that, he was probably top 10. And so he's going to have to stack some years here now. Uh, I'm, he's going to have to go four or five years in Las Vegas of, of being one of the top three receivers in the league if he wants to be that legend that he says. You know, like I, I said. Know, like, listen, you can tell tough. me he's the – you can tell me here's, – here's where he's right you have to win. Here's where I'm, I would sit there and go, can you – is there a way to – how do you say this? Cooper Cup had a better year. I, I don't – again, you know the wide receiver position better than I do. On the most important drive of the season, in the, in the biggest game in football, it was Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup. They had nothing – the Rams had nothing. They couldn't run the football, and they had nobody else. They, I mean, but you know what? No, a lot of it too, though, Doug, is – the Bengals just man Cooper Cup up the whole game. They they didn't really double him. They they certain instances they would inside out him. Um, they didn't really double him. I think they felt like their corners could cover Cooper Cup, and obviously they were wrong. Yeah, they were wrong. We, but we, so 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 was everybody else. Like, are you going to sit there and tell me? And again, you. It's not just that you played you the the position itself you study you teach it that's it's all about it's what you are who and what you do right 
is 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 Devonte Adams definably better than Cooper Cup? They it's a different they 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 play different. Devonte yes. is really good at the line of scrimmage, real sudden, puts his foot in the ground. Cooper Cup is subtle in his movements when he's running routes that you run away from his dig routes, his out routes. He kind of will give you a rocker step, two of them, sometimes three of them. It, they just go about it a different way. The way that McVay um, puts Cooper Cup in condensed splits is Devontae is he, he's not like that. It's just their offensive systems are completely different. Now it, it, it's they're both very effective. Devontae is more flashy than Cup is, but I just want results. Just give me results. To be a legend, I mean, he's going to have to stack the next four to five years and be – he can't be good. He's going to have to be great because he's had three years, in my opinion, of being one of the top five receivers. He needs at least a handful more. Um. I think I think the biggest question in the NFL season is that division because that division again on paper they all have good quarterbacks they all have some stars it does feel like the Chargers have the best roster but they're it the doesn't Chargers. feel it doesn't feel like it they do okay they don't feel like the chart you you look AFC West oh top to bottom the Chargers got the best team I mean you, you top to bottom. You could arguably say who's the best quarterback in the division. Everybody p- would probably say Mahomes, but Mahomes. if you said Herbert, you'd be like, oh, okay. You'd be like, yeah, all right. Who has the best running back in the division? You might say Eckler. Who's the best receivers in the division as a whole? Probably say the Chargers. Offensive line. Probably say the Chargers. Edge rushers. Probably say the Chargers. Secondary, for sure you're saying the Chargers. Linebacker might be the only coin flip. The Chargers got the best roster in that division. They got to make it do what it do. Yeah, this is that's this, this is the scariest discussion ever. As a Charger fan and a long-suffering Charger fan, uh, whew, that, that those, those 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 are big words. I mean, when you think, just think about what I just said. Like, no, I listen. I've I've they seen. They have it. the players no, ready listen, to listen, go. They have they have uh, in many ways what they've done is what the Eagles have done. Only they're better at quarterback, which is when you you have to draft well and you have uh, all around and you use while you got a guy in a rookie contract, you can load up with other rosters of other really good players, and they've been able to do that. Right, Derwin James and Joey Bosa and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, like they, they had dudes Khalil all over the field. Mack. They get Khalil. They get Khalil Mack. J.C. Jackson. Like right. what? They they're they have a really good team. They everybody, you need a bit of good luck. Yeah. And you gotta stay healthy. Ball bounce your way here or there, and you your best players must stay healthy. That they gotta stay healthy. Um okay, Clemson, Georgia Tech tonight. Uh does DJ lost weight in the offseason? He, and he worked hard out here. Now, he he worked hard. He he got, he worked hard. I'll give him that. He was working hard in off season. I will say that. He worked hard. Now you got to go show it. It's crazy though to go like your first game of the year in ACC foe. That that one strikes me as just. If know, Clemson is Clemson, they should beat Georgia Tech. They 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 should beat Georgia Tech. If they're the Clemson of old, they should beat Georgia Tech. Uh, and now I'll ask you the same question that you asked Stink. Um, as much as you and I both love the Chargers roster, when you talk to most of these NFL guys who've been around the camps, they say the Bills are the best team. Are the Bills the best team? 
I believe so. Um, I will say this. The last two years before the season started, I picked a Super Bowl winner prior to the season. I'm going with the Bills this year. And although I believe the Chargers may have one of the best rosters in the league, I just believe there's steps you must take. Yeah. That first step is just get into the playoffs. Get into the playoffs. And once they do that, um, they'll get rolling. But – They'll get into the playoffs this year. They'll just stumble. The, the Bills have stumbled, and, and now I believe this is your year. They go all the way. All right. Well, that's the we'll, we'll see. The take see if the I can go three for three. See if you can go three for three. Of course, you can catch TJ on Up on Game. That's a podcast and a radio show here on Fox Sports Trade. You can usually check me out on the Doug Gottlieb Show. It's daily 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific. I also have the All Ball Podcast, which you'll love. I got a guy in the last one, Christopher Chabot, who's actually the COO of High Times. Crazy story of playing professional basketball overseas. All right. Boys are back tomorrow. Get you ready for week one of the National Football League. For T.J. Hushmanzada, our producer, Jason Stewart, I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show, only on Fox Sports Radio. Happy Labor Day. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.